Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sine, mm. what is stopping you from being an Instagram influencer? So many things. Mm, like what? Um, I don't want to, being the main one. Um, I don't think I'd be very good at it. I'm not, I don't have the vibe of an influencer, you know? Like, if you meet me for two seconds, you're like, she doesn't have it in her. But I do like the idea of getting free stuff and making a lot of money. It seems like tough work, doesn't it? Ugh, it's just everything is content, you know? Mm. Okay, if you're going to be an influencer, what would your niche be? Would you, like, put your kids up? Would you be, like, a fashion person, makeup? Mm. Interesting. I think I'd be like a sort of agony aunt style, right? People would ask questions and I just tell them like to sort their shit out. They'd be like, my friend's doing this thing and I don't know what they want to do. And I'll just be like, stop being friends with them. Stop talking to them. They're annoying. You've you've already decided things. And I hope you're doing this while you're dancing and pointing at the screen of the text that comes around like on TikTok. Yes, I'm definitely dancing. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm definitely using one of three songs. Okay. God, it's just like a portal into hell, isn't it? Oh, come on, come on. I mean, it is a bit, right? I mean, that's what this movie kind of says. Well, okay, well, let's get into it. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good mid-morning. How did you start off doing Truman and then you, you bailed the last second? <laughs> no, I'm just listing out times of day. day. <laughs> Happy 7am, everybody. Well, my name's Lonnie. Her name's Sinead. Hi. Hope you're all well out there in the big bad world. This is I Only Like You and Movies. Sinead is not an influencer, but she does do a podcast. How are you doing? You do two podcasts. Does that mean you're more of an influencer than I am? Yep, it does. How's the influencer life over there? Look, it's not as interesting as these people's lives. No. The triangle of sadness. It's been nommed for a few Oscars, hasn't it, Sine? It, it has been nommed, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what I say. And I think it's somewhat under the radar, though. Yeah, that's kind of a consequence of the Oscars. They broaden out who can get best picture. You know, it's like up to ten films now. Mm-hmm. Has been for a while, but I think sometimes films get nominated, but they don't get quite as much buzz as others. Um, what's it about? <laughs> um, uh, rich people. Oh yeah. Who are on a yacht fancy cruise situation and some shit goes down literally all right and they get stranded on an island it's about class it's a satire and black comedy yeah it's another eat the rich 
than like a trilogy of either each things that come out. Yeah. People, people, there's some class warfare being played out on our cinema screens today. Mm-hmm. So it's directed by Ruben Ostland, who I, I've known of his films, but I must have never, never actually seen them myself until now. Um, from what what I've been reading, though, apparently the, the the earlier films were a bit more cutting. This one's not quite there, but that's one thing in the Oscar noms, so that's interesting. Um, so yeah, we're in the in the fashion world as well as we begin. We got some models, and then we end up on a yacht where we've got rich people of all persuasions. Um, I, I found the first two parts of the film kind of not as interesting, Sine. And it's quite a long film. It's 147 mm-hmm. minutes. I feel like it didn't get going until like more than halfway through. It's a bit tough, isn't it? The first act went forever. Like forever. And then by the time we went got to part two, I was like, oh, God, we've taken a long time for us to get here. Like <laughs> this is a long, I'm in for the long haul here. Mm. I think the first act went for way too long. And the second one too, and then when we finally got into the the crux of the film, which is part three when they're on the island, mm. where they actually start to explore some of the issues, I don't know, it just felt like it took us so long to get to the point of the film. You feel like <clears> you <throat> sort of lost a lot of goodwill by that stage? Yeah, I did, to be honest. Mm. At the centre we've got Carl and Yaya. And Carl, we know um, Harrison Dickinson, who was in Where the Crawdads Sing, and he was a bad boy in that one today. Remember him? That's why I got bad one. vibes from him. Yeah. Immediate bad vibes. <laughs> so he's a, a male model, and there's a very funny part, like the sort of cold open to the film, mm. where they're being interviewed for a documentary, all these models. Yeah. And they stay, the interviewer's been a bit cheeky and gets them to model for various like brands he tells them how they should be doing it and it's you know you're happy if you're h&m mm-hmm. but the more expensive you get the, the, the more intense and sad looking mm-hmm. the um models get what's what's the other brand they talk about i can't remember balenciaga i think don't they oh that's it there we go it's so funny <laughs> so true <laughs> um the shame then the rest of the film takes a while to, to really get going again um i want to mention um yeah yeah straight up so child be uh, Dean Craig, um, fortunately passed away after this film was made. It's real sad, isn't it? It's really sad. I saw the director saying, you know, the press tour has been really difficult because she's not there and it happened really suddenly mm. and it wasn't, like, she's very young and it came out of nowhere seemingly. Um, mm. They're dedicating, obviously, every screening to her. Yeah. I thought she was great. She was a very interesting, complex, compelling character. Um, yeah, she's the real like core of the film, really. Mm. It's yeah, just horrible to hear about that. Yeah, so she plays um, a female model, you might say. She's in a relationship with Carl, and as as the first sort of part tells us, it's a bit of a, a marriage of convenience. Not that they're married, but she's using it to boost her influence, and probably isn't it for in it for the long haul. Which, mm. but they stay together, so kind of a bit of a <laughs> yeah. Is this going to play out? You know, but I think he kind of was like, well, maybe I can convince her to stick around. 
That first bit was really interesting and I really loved all the conversations around the paying for the bill mm. at, the, at the restaurant. Like all of that was so compelling to me and felt very like, okay, we're in a relationship movie. Like this is what it's going to be and the difficulties between them and their lack of communication skills. For mm. me, that just felt so separate from the rest of the film though. And Yeah, well, you can see it playing out when they're on the island, but yeah. there's like a massive part in the middle where yeah, and it's interesting. I don't know, that kind of relationship stuff is what I vibe with the best. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think that's why, like, at the beginning I was like, oh, yes, I'm totally in this. It's off to a great start. But then things happen and kind of lost a bit for me. Yeah, so we end up on a, on a yacht where they've, they're taking vacation and um, we sort of lose them for a bit. We follow some other characters. And mm-hmm. then it all sort of culminates where... Um, well, there's some interesting things happening actually, where like the um, rich guests of the of the yacht are making the staff sort of un- do unreasonable demands, yeah, um, and won't take no for an answer. And then they've they've they're the money. It's all about let's make them happy. It's our job, so they have to do that. Um, yeah, cruise life doesn't get a, a huge rap in this film, does it? No, I thought it was interesting switching it to the perspective of the workers. We had that mm. that lovely establishing shot where they're all there and learning about whatever they do want you do it if they want drugs you give it to them if they want nutella nutella is a huge thing in this film gets a bad rap <laughs> mm-hmm. but you you give it to them like this is they are super wealthy and if you do the right thing they will tip you very well and will all make a whole lot of money which is interesting because that's the exact perspective that they resent the rich people on the yacht for having you know this mm-hmm. money obsessed hungry sort of um, journey towards wealth and privilege, mm. and yet they're seeking the exact same thing. Yeah, well, they're, they're playing their part in the mm. same system. Mm-hmm. So I didn't mind like the, the upstairs downstairs aspects mm. of that, but then, I mean, if you're not if listening to this podcast, you probably might be interested in watching the film. You might not, or you might just be listening to our views on it. It becomes a bit of a poo fest, doesn't it, Sine? Yeah, that's when it sort of lost me. Don't don't listen to this podcast if you're eating lunch, breakfast, dinner, or any meal, really, because we're going to get quite graphic. That's where that whole sequence for me was so, like, what's the word? Obscene. Like, it was so gross and heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. And I know that it was done for effect and it went on, it went on forever, right? Mm. And I get that that was part of it. But that's the point and everything, yeah. I didn't. You could have had like enjoy you could that. Have half of it, exactly. Third of it, and you would have got the same. The same effects. thing, right? Because you have the the whole dynamic is, um, so Woody Harrelson turns up in the film. By the way, we should probably mention that as the captain of the ship, um, and he's supposed to come to this captain's dinner, right? And there's a particular night where the sort of I'm not sure what her role is, but the first sort of manager of the support staff mm-hmm. says it can't happen this night because it's going to be really bumpy on the sea. So any night, but this is fine. And of course, Woody chooses that particular night. And so they're all having dinner together, the captain's dinner, and they become violently ill, vomiting, and then diarrhea. Um, yeah, well, well, the other implication there is that the the cooking staff were yes. made to go out and um, have a swim 
because that was the order of one of the rich guests. Yes. And so they weren't able to prepare the food in the correct way, so it became mm-hmm. compromised. Mm-hmm. And it just so it starts off with the vomiting, and then we mm-hmm. get some diarrhea, and then we get the toilets backing up and overflowing with diarrhea mm-hmm. all through the yacht as the yacht rocks with the ocean and people get covered in poo and sewerage and it's just very graphic and grotesque and I did not enjoy that at all I didn't find it funny I got what was happening like you said halfway through it they could have cut the rest that scene actually made me question whether or not to recommend this movie to you to be honest because I was like I think you'll like everything else but I think that scene for you you'll think was absolutely ridiculous is that what you thought yeah, as I said, you could have cut half of it. We got the message already. I feel like Damien Chazelle's there is like, oh, poo's good. You like you like this? You're going to nominate this film? It's got poo. My film can't get a body anything. It's true. <laughs> no. Oh, dear. Then it becomes more interesting, the film, after, after you sort of have to battle through it. But also Woody Harrelson and this other this dickhead guy having an argument about politics and stuff and Oh yeah, the socialism. Yeah, that was just that was so heavy-handed and not mm. done well at all. It's like I get your point. You're you're pitching socialists and capitalists together. I already got mm. that. You didn't need to bring it to the forefront of and make it a plot yeah. point. Like that was already in the background as a theme. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promoting for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, like, just watching two old guys have an argument, like yeah, I need plenty more than that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure, wasn't very well written. Like it was just sort of boring, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. then the film does get a lot better, and some would argue the film maybe should have started here today. Yes, some got there a lot that. sooner. <laughs> maybe it should have been like the the first act sort of turning point. Yes, getting here anyway. What happens? Pirates. Pirates. Pirates come. Mm-hmm. Um and a bunch of people wash up on shore. It's a little island, it's a little isolated island. Mm-hmm. And we have so Carl and Yaya are there. The wife who can't speak is there. One of the cleaning women. Mm, Abigail, Dolly Dillion. Mm. And a couple of other people, a pirate actually, who's pretending, oh no, it's totally on the <laughs> ship. Um yeah, and that's where the interesting stuff happens because Abigail, this previously service worker, is the only one who knows how to do anything. She's the only one who can start a fire. She's the only one who can catch a fish. 
She knows how to save the food rations for all of them Mm -hmm. and it becomes a complete switch of the power dynamic, right? Suddenly she's in control and all these rich, privileged people have to listen to her. Yeah, and so for a while they they try to uh, maintain the social hierarchy of the ship, Mm. but they realise they can't and she realises very soon that, no, she's in charge now. She's she's, um, got all the control. Quite interesting. And, like, maybe it's a bit heavy-handed and how it all plays out. Like, it's not particularly yeah. um, nuanced, but it was still interesting to see how it plays out. That was when I leaned in to the film again after mm. leaning out yeah, all the poo stuff, you know? And there's a big dynamic between Abigail and Carl who um, begin a sexual relationship in exchange for food that Carl then gives to Yaya and the others. Mm-hmm. Um which, again, really interesting dynamic, and I loved all that sort of stuff, seeing how that played out yeah. on the island. Because it's it's a flipped version of yes. dynamics that play out all the time where it's usually young women being preyed upon by yes. powerful men. Yeah. Mm. So what do you think? You're like, was part of you like, well, she's given the circumstance, she's probably had a whole life where she's been the one being taken advantage of. Like, I never want to condone being an awful person, awful leader. Mm, mm. But part of you is like in the in the confines of this film being a black comedy satire. You're like, well, good for her, yeah. as Lucille would say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. It's, um, I guess we should talk about the ending. we got to get there, yeah. So the final scene is Abigail and Yaya go to see if they can find anything else on the island doing sort of an exploratory mission um and this is after they've had really um fraught relationship and interaction because of carl sleeping with abigail to get all the benefits um but they go on this journey and eventually they find an elevator realize they've been stranded near like a luxury um resort i guess mm. And they ask for a minute just before they go in and Yaya's having this beautiful monologue as she's looking out in the ocean. Abigail has this massive rock in her hand and approaches her from behind and then the film cuts. So it's left into interpretation what happened and the reason why Abigail picks up the rock is because Yaya's like, oh, we're saved, we're saved, but don't worry, I'll still keep you on as my assistant which was probably the worst thing she could have possibly offered Abigail in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen many interviews with the director and he won't say what he thinks happens. He always flips it back on the person asking the question. What do you think happens, Lonnie? Well, I like that in, in some way. Like sometimes we get annoyed when we're like, "Does the why can't you just tell us what happens? But mm. I think in this one, because the film is posing questions, it's kind of interesting that the final question yes. is something you have to answer yourself. So. Yeah. Um, well, my, my thought during that whole sequence was like, forget about her, just go to the elevator, run to the elevator. Like, even you don't know, don't know if she's creepy, you just got to go do that. You can't hesitate in this situation. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I I think she gets killed and I think then she has to, well, she has to, that, that's, that's how it plays out. Yeah. Carl is, is running at that stage. Do you think he just figured out something's amiss here? 
So I think there's that moment where the hat salesman comes by and mm. I think because I did a lot of reading about this film after I saw it because I felt like I didn't understand it very well. Um, and that seems to be the consensus is that the hat he, they would have stumbled upon the hat guy because of the way that he mm. was walking and where he was at the time. And so he would have been running to find them to let them know that, hey, there are mm. other people on the island and we can get out of here. Yeah. Um, but well, I have I think, a question for you. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you go. I was just going to say that the actress who plays Abigail um, 100% believes that she would have killed Yaya because mm. once you've had a taste of power, it's very hard to give that up, I guess. Yeah, she's being threatened, her mm. influence. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Abigail knew about the resort? Yeah, she has to have, right? I, I think so too because she's the one who's been going out every day. She's sort of been keeping them in a, a form of sort of seclusion and luxury almost like you guys don't worry about anything mm. for me mm-hmm. you guys just stay here i'm in charge but don't go around looking out any further and they've sort of become accustomed to the life probably been there for a, a few weeks at least you reckon a month or so maybe yeah yeah but i think she would definitely have, have found if not the, the elevator at least signs that they're close to civilization but yeah. she couldn't reveal that to anybody yeah Interesting, hey? Mm. I do want to give a quick content warning about the film. There is a really horrible scene amongst all the poo and vomit, if that's, you know, if you have a metaphobia, don't watch this. Um, There's a really graphic scene where they kill a donkey with a rock Mm. to eat it, and I found that so confronting and I cried in the cinema because that was just horrible and awful. Um, So just a heads up. But that's it in well, here. <laughs> but that also indicates there's a metaphor there that I know there's a metaphor the one it's just gross. <laughs> no, but if like if the film ends with someone with a rock about to kill somebody and earlier in the film they have done the same thing with an animal, it's kinda of like there's a running theme here, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not disputing the fact that there's a running theme. I'm just saying that scene was difficult to watch. I I, I agree with that. I'm just saying the question of does she kill kill the person at the end? Like, well, I think the film was trying to say yes. Yeah. For me, like overall, I think what a lot of these films are trying to do is become Parasite. And I I don't think any of them have quite captured this theme as well as Parasite did. And I feel like they're still trying to emulate that, you know, this this difficult interaction between the different classes and why people do the things that they do and being service workers for the rich and these people trying to regain power. For me, like, no one will do it better than Parasite and so why are we even trying? A little bit is where my brain goes. But I think there are other things this film has to offer as well as that. It's just interesting that we're having a lot of films and TV coming out at the moment about... um this sort of theme when we've already had probably the best one that's ever been made that's already been done what do you think about that yeah it's interesting i'm I'm not opposed to seeing other filmmakers have their take on this though um but i agree with you parasite did it best i wonder if this film would have been better if they had obviously were saying get rid of most of the stuff on the cruise but maybe grapple more with with the revelation that happens Mm. in the last five minutes yeah Maybe have Carl turn up with, and she's got the rock, and 
she's about to do it and Carl says stop and then she does it anyway and then we've got to grapple with the fact like do we have to go back to the guys mm. who are stuck on the other side of the island but when they've got to grapple with the fact that they could have if they'd been bothered to go have a proper look they could have been saved earlier mm. so I think maybe the, too much was on the cruise and got the really interesting part and then the film ends and I don't mind the idea of like we have to fill in the gaps what happens afterwards that's interesting but maybe that would have been even more interesting have another twist mm. which ends the film but maybe bring that forward and then look at the aftermath some more it's interesting yeah how would they adjust back to life after being living in a sort of different community by themselves on an island having mm. to get by and then they try and go back to their previous life mm-hmm that would be interesting to see. Maybe a sequel. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> okay, Sine, how many stars? Oh, that's a tough Keeping one. in mind all the poo. Yeah, like, I know you're joking, but actually <laughs> that whole middle sequence for me really lowered my feeling toward the film. Um, two and a half. Okay. Straight down the middle. What about you? I'd probably give it three stars. Yeah. I don't believe in half stars. Just go for it, you know? I know you don't. You criticise me every week for it. <laughs> you give quarter stars and 0.27 stars sometimes. The people love it, okay? I can't change yeah. the way that I am. It's a shame there wasn't some way to... I think you, do, you could rate the, the good parts are really good, but then the bad parts are, yeah. I guess it evens out, doesn't it? Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, I'm, I'm keen to go back and watch... Um, Ruben's previous film, uh, Force Majeure. Have you seen that? Force, no, the French word. Majeure? I don't know how to pronounce it either. Um, I always liked the concept of that. Mm. The concept is these guys are a family around the French Alps and then there's a avalanche mm. and the dad runs away from the family. Oh, that's interesting. Rather than protecting his kids. I haven't <laughs> yeah. heard about that. That sounds good. Yeah, they remade it with um, Will Ferrell a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, yeah. Hmm, there you go. Anyway, one day. Yeah. Got to watch all these body Netflix shows in the fall <laughs> we watch. Yes. Okay, so now, anything else you want to say to the listeners? Twitter and whatever? Um, be good people, make good choices. Okay. I feel like that's kind of the message. I meant more the about the podcast, like all oh, right. And... Um, but we're on Twitter. You can follow us at Only Like You Pod. Um, you can listen to our back catalogue for lots of movies that we talk about. The Parasite, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not sure when this is coming out in terms of our po- about Oscar season, but we are trying to watch all the Oscar films we can, and we're doing wrap up like always. So either that is coming up, or it has already happened. You can go back to it. That's it. Okay. Well, until next time, I've been Lonnie, she's been Sinead. Goodbye. Taylor. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.